Chapter 19, Esper. Excerpt from the Citizens' Assembly on the Raising of Taxes on the Gridlock. Report number 189. Testimony from Randomly Selected Citizen, Mr. Carl Rosenfeld. Frankly, I don't even know why I'm here. This randomly selected citizens thing is bullshit. I'd rather be home with some ice cream and watching TV. We should be able to opt out of this random number thing. Can I go if I just spout some arbitrary economic policy nonsense? Systems are rarely hacked by breaking down the front door. Some of them are, but more often than not, it's done through exploiting a tiny tear in a damn wall. With a surgical tug, the entire system knot would unravel. It's how Esper entered Flora in the competition. Not by forging biometrics, but by tampering with the machine that verified the signatures. It's how he hacked the VR simulators, by playing really badly and causing integer underflows in the high scores. It's how he learned to play the public car markets, by looking at the second-order effects of how crowds behave. If you can survive in that liminal space, everything can be unraveled. By asking the same questions, it's how he and Saga eventually found an optimal backdoor to hack the public car markets. It was time to test it. Admittedly, getting into the Mech Institute server was normal, tactical, dirty work. You use it when it's available. A keylogger on the laptop in the penthouses eventually tracked Clara Emmer's password, providing them access. After sleuthing around in the Mech Institute server, they discovered an obscure program called a heartbeat. If you did not look carefully, you would dismiss its importance. It had a simple job. It checked whether all the members in the Council of Seven were online behind some distant IP address in the city of Gridlock. It made little sense for the Council to play in the random number generation game if any of the participants were offline or unreachable. So every few seconds, it would ask the other six Council members, Hey, are you there? If so, please respond with the message, Heartbeat. The length of your response should be nine characters. Within milliseconds, the other servers from the Council of Seven would respond, heartbeat. They were online, and the random number generation could begin. Each one would then generate their own random number, submit the fingerprint hash of it to the distributed ledger, and a few seconds later, collectively reveal it, all of it merging to form a combined random number. It would only be possible to prematurely guess it if all the members of the Council of Seven cheated, or if you could see all the random numbers before the collective reveal. This little heartbeat monitor, like a dutiful guard, had a minor glitch. While it asked for the length of the message to be returned, nine characters, each server didn't verify whether the requested message and length matched. A slight error that had massive implications. Exactly the tear in the damn wall that Esper and Saga looked for. If you simply asked for a longer message to be returned, it would send back the heartbeat along with whatever else was alongside it in the server's memory. It's like asking a friend to send back a picture of the milk in their fridge with a wide-angle shot. You'll not only get back the picture of the milk, but also the rest of the fridge. Old eggs, mustard, and too many hot sauces. With a server, it returned things it hoped to keep secret to only itself. Hey, Hope Runner's office, are you there? Respond with heartbeat. The message length is 100 characters. A few milliseconds later, it would vomit back the rest of its memory. Some of it is junk, and with every millisecond, it changed like a glitching screen. However, in there, in that noise, a needle in the computer stack is the random number that it kept hidden for a few seconds. 
If you sent enough heartbeats and sorted through the junk quickly enough, you'd discover it, hash it, and check if it matched the transparently submitted fingerprint. They got lucky, realizing that all the council members used the same vulnerable heartbeat guard. The irony of their luck wasn't lost on them. Unfortunately, due to the small time windows and junk-filled responses, it wasn't always a success. Finding a needle in a haystack by rummaging through it would be painstaking and inconsistent. However, running a magnet over the haystack would more consistently guarantee success in pulling it out. So that's where they were, trying to build a virtual magnet to get the random numbers out from the junk before it was etched forever into the memory of the city. To do this, they used some rudimentary machine learning to discover the hidden patterns of the server's memory. Perhaps then, they could time the heartbeats to respond not with junk, but with the hidden random numbers. Their confidence in finding these patterns increased over time as the neural networks learned. They were ready to give it a spin for the first time, find the seven random numbers, and combine it before the council did. If that worked, they could go to a full live execution, knowing the order of transactions in the public car markets before everyone else, and exploiting it to make a free, profitable trade. Esper, however, sitting in his usual spot, was worried. Palma was still missing. He wasn't responding to calls or texts. Flora had informed him of what Satello said, and that was it. Are you sure we aren't being tracked? Esper asked Saga. For the hundredth time, Esper, no! Remember who taught you how to use computers? I know what I'm doing. Esper remembered it well. Rulo and Saga were also orphans, but they weren't a part of Mason's compound. Esper never knew his parents, but Rulo and Saga's parents died when they were young. When Esper could roam, being a canary kid, he used to loiter around the other orphanages in the city, wondering if life was better than what he had in the storm drain. One day, when he peered through some windows, he spotted a girl sitting alone late into the day on a computer. She spotted him peering over the ledge, and he explained that he wanted to learn. Saga was more than happy to share her hobby. There weren't others doing the same. She was right. He did learn a lot from her. Rulo, back in the old corner bakery, leaned back in his plastic chair and interrupted their conversation. Just so you know, I think we're being tracked. Mother Mech randomly messaged me asking if the mechs are okay. Like, does she know? Maybe it's because you told Flora to run off with the mech and someone she knew saw Flora's mech running wild outside the dome with Argent. Of course she's worried, Saga answered. Nah, I think something else is off. You're still on that train? You're still just pissed off that I got the mechs and you didn't. Relax, everything will be fine. Shall we start the pattern decoder? It might take hours for all we know. Despite still being unsure whether Saga had put in sufficient defensive measures against trackers, Esper did not enjoy it when the siblings bickered, so he just nodded. Yes, let's go. Saga logged in and turned on the pattern decoder. It was anticlimactic, but at least it was trying to find all the seven random numbers. If it didn't succeed, at least it was learning to pattern match a bit faster each time. The three stared at each other. Rulo broke the silence. Anyone want some tea or soda or water? Saga declined and Esper asked for some water. Esper watched Rulo disappear into the pantry. Steam rose out of it. Hold on, Esper said. There's a kitchen in the pantry? Saga looked up from the computer. Yes, we separated it. Rulo's got his own kitchen now. In this small space, you separated the kitchens for what? 
There's one giant kitchen in here. You're telling me there's another kitchen in Rulo's room in the back? Have you seen how dirty he can get? If you hadn't noticed, the kitchen is basically my room. Esper shook his head at the sibling rivalry. He thought he'd try to understand more. So, I understand you're getting yourself a penthouse's apartment when this is all over. What do you aim to do up there? Esper asked Saga. For starters, I can finally have a space I can call my own. The first thing I'll do is hang up my paintings. Why aren't they on the walls here? We've been looking at the weirdo with the wacky mustache for several weeks now, Esper said, pointing to the old employee of the month poster. Don't ask why, because I don't know. Rulo prefers these bogus employee of the month pictures. He gets to decide that because I get the bigger room, which is essentially the kitchen. I want to see the paintings, Esper said. It's those there, right? The paintings? Really? Saga's face lit up. Yeah. Saga stood and retrieved four paintings from the stack. Two of them were hers, with one being a reimagination of the gridlock, a creative mix of Mondrian's crisscrossing colors mapped onto it. It seemed to brighten the monument that represented the city's stasis. Most art Esper felt was pointless, but somehow seeing something so familiar, the gridlock, being reimagined was reminiscent of Esper's tendency to find holes in systems by looking at it from different angles. These are beautiful. I haven't seen you paint. I haven't really recently, not as much. Not since we had to downgrade to this bakery. If I'm high up in the penthouses, I might be able to sketch something with a fresh perspective, Saga said, smiling. I would love to see more when you're done with them. I'll also keep my eyes open for any paintings I see here in the trunks. Esper, thank you. It means a lot, Saga said as she put it away. Rulo returned with water and tea, the steam billowing off it. Esper wished he knew how the complex swirls worked, how they wafted through the air. It's not random, but close enough to random, much like the city's random number generator. Did true randomness exist at all? Maybe a dash of chaos was necessary. How's the decoder going? Esper asked as he came back to reality. It's found some numbers, but only a handful. The most we've seen is three out of seven for a block period. Most of it is still two. Listen, there's something else still I think we should discuss, the limiter. Do we think it's worth exploring more? While poking around the Mech Institute server, they found a program they couldn't figure out. All that was logged in the process monitor was the word limiter. They didn't dare touch it for fear of being discovered. It was sending intermittent requests into the city that seemed to be timed to new transaction blocks being finalized in the public car markets. It seemed like it was doing something interesting. Esper had always wondered if there were institutions or entities in the city that knew or had ways to potentially manipulate the public car markets. The somewhat relative ease with which they discovered the heartbeat monitor bug made him wonder whether they were brilliant, got lucky, or just stumbled upon a reality that few didn't really bother to question. Just how secure was the public car markets? There was this veneer of authority, uncrackable cryptography, a seven-member council, and years of battle testing. Maybe it was all a house of cards, and no one had pushed against the walls to see how fragile it was. Seeing a program called a limiter on the Mech Institute servers sending strange requests on a timer that followed the public car markets definitely made him think that it was perhaps more pervasive than he realized. It could be the Mech Institute manipulating the markets, 
In that case, it could even be the Emmers, and who knows how long they've been doing it. Have you copied it to your local machine? I have, yes, Saga responded. Should we keep poking at it to see what it is? I think so, but be careful, the job takes precedence. An hour passed as the lines of logs whizzed past them on the screen like horizontal skyscrapers. They were getting closer. One decoding window came in at five out of seven numbers. Just before they got lunch, it finally happened. Esper hunched over his computer, Saga too. Rulo had another T. Number five, found. Number six, found. Number seven, found. A millisecond later, it spit out the combined random number before the city's own reveal. It matched. They did it. Esper and Saga merely smiled, silent confidence. Rulo took a while to digest it, but when he did, he jumped around the old corner bakery, zooming around like a happy dog. Esper stood, scooting his chair out of its usual position. All right, we can keep training the decoder to increase our odds of success. The final step is to decide when to run an actual profitable trade. Saga? She wondered until Rulo interjected. Why not during the first trial? Most of the people will watch the championship, so if something goes wrong, people won't notice. Esper smiled. Brilliant. Saga? She looked at Rulo and begrudgingly nodded. Can't fault you there. That's a brilliant option. Esper was glad that for once the siblings weren't bickering. It really was all falling into place. A million credits would come their way. Milo might be okay. In another distant part of the trunks, two men saw their monitors lit up with a warning while they were enjoying a trunks curry. Is this it? Are they in again? What are they doing? The one man asked as he immediately stared at his screen. There are no logs. They are doing nothing. The other man realized what was happening. They are spoofing their tracks. Reboot the machine, now. Wait, no, don't. We might lose them. Call the boss, now. The man picked up his phone and called. After a short while, he spoke. Hi, Mother Mech. Yes, they are in the server. The connection is active. 